This is episode six of the Dadvocacy Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome I'm, back. I'm Tristan King. And I'm Ryan Skaggs. And we are Dadvocates. Yeah, we're in our own studio. <laughs> hey. Hi. So we did a thing. Uh, Ryan and I had some recording issues that we came across. Yeah. And we thought, you know what? We could do it ourselves. So we're giving it a shot. Yeah, we're going to find this out. Here we are. I don't know. Maybe we sound the uh, sad horn later today. I don't know. Or, or the <laughs> scary spice sound. Check this out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have sound effects now, too. We have things we can do, guys. Check we can even out. put beds in here so we can actually have like some music and jam out with you. We're, so. like, we're like legit now, so we're having fun. Um, Ryan, you posed a question to me the other day. What was that question? What was so, um, think of things that are worth paying up for. Like and paying extra, like you would pay like the standard rate. So think of like, you know, you get chicken noodle soup, you can buy Campbell's or you can buy great value or you can go to a faux place and get faux. Right. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. So one of the big ones for me um, is, and I learned this like early in life almost is watches. Okay. Did anybody can go buy a $20 watch, right? Sure. And then in less than a year, you're probably gonna buy another $20 watch. Yeah. Right. So I was thinking about it and, and the first time I ever spoiled myself was, uh, I spent $750 on a watch, a Citizen Echo Drive. Oh boy. I loved it, dude. I have one actually. I, I don't know where it is anymore, honestly. I have one sucks. like in my nightstand that I haven't wore for probably four years. Lifetime warranty, if you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, legitimately lifetime warranty. Sweet. Okay. I know. Um, and I wore mine in the military also, right? Um, okay. So yeah, were so, you in the sandbox with one? Yeah, dude, it was dude, funny. Because <laughs> the guys I served with were like G-Shocks. Well, they they were like, you trying to get that watch lost? And I'm like, no, man, that's why it's on me still. You know, like that was a thing. So I, I really, I don't mind investing in something that I know is going to last a long time. Sure. And that's where I kind of draw the line. It's, it's like when I go grocery shopping, dude, Walmart's okay for some things, right? Yeah. Getting generic stuff. It doesn't matter a whole lot. They've got this box popcorn. Well, not box. I'll have to show it to you. It's like a little, it looks like a little, little popcorn box, but you pop it and it comes over the top. It's really amazing. Huh. It's like a dollar. Okay. It's the best popcorn I've ever had. Really? Oh, it's so good, dude. See, like, so first one for me, it's what we're partaking of right now. Mm. Coffee. Coffee's Coffee good. is worth paying up for. I, uh, I, I, some people might disagree, but. Well, no, I, yeah. I think you're right. So I'm not a super coffee snob because I'll drink it. But yes, I love cold brew. Okay. I am, I'm a massive fan of cold brew. Um, that, that's where I'm at. Um, but. When I drink coffee like daily, you know, I, I really want to make sure I'm drinking something that's not going to be awful, right? Sure. So I've got Especially acidic and it'll start like mm -hmm. giving you gut rot. So yeah. I, you know, I was kind of going through and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy some coffees for the boys. And I bought them the Amazon's basic Sonoma, whatever, right? Yeah. Which is okay. Um, but it wasn't amazing. And then it's got kind of a chemically taste to it. Sometimes that's your Keurig, just saying. Ah, because anything else I make through it is fine. Really? Anything okay. else. So. Could be the, the packaging too. Uh, could be, yeah, yeah, could be, yeah. So I, I actually have uh, Angelino's coffee I like to drink out of my Keurig, which is amazing, delicious coffee. Sure. Um, I'm going to put it out there, but the Folgers Black Silk. I know, I know. It's going to roast you on this one, pun intended. It is so good. It, it really is. It's a phenomenal <laughs> cup of coffee. So Doma, it's a local brand, if you're listening elsewhere, made here in Post Falls, Idaho. Um, the super dank is the chronic roast. Super dank is the level of the roast. Extra dark 
what we're drinking right now. Um, super, I don't know, for me, I love it. It's mellow for a dark roast. You still get like that little kind of bitter that I enjoy on the back end. But um, I don't know. Now I'm like getting snobby into how you brew your coffee. Yeah. Um, your, your pour over method is awesome. Takes forever. Holy crap. It's labor intensive, but it's so good, man. I want my coffee now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, and so it's, you can, I, it's nothing you can like set ahead of time and like have it made. And then, no. then it's there. I'm, I, I like to drink it. I like my, my coffee. Um, I like a tan. Okay. I mean, like give me a splash of coffee with my creamer and I'm okay. Huh. I'm kind of that guy. So I'm the psychopath that drinks black coffee. Yeah, I'm enjoying a black. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This isn't bad. Um, it's not super acidic. It's got a great flavor to it. So, I'm impressed. Yeah. Doma. 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 Yeah, it's you, it's legit. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, or like French press. I don't know. I started like I have a Keurig. I haven't used it in probably seven or eight months. Honestly. Oh wow. And uh, it. I need to descale it. <laughs> I think it ran out of water. <laughs> it's so, not that long. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring this up. Um, Dylan. Well. First, if you haven't been to the advocacy pod or a page, Facebook page on Facebook, yeah, or Instagram, yeah. Um, we recently posted, you know, the update. Hey, uh, episode five's out, which is awesome. But I also posted underneath that episode. I think Ryan and I posted at the same time. Yes, um, a picture of how people. How are you feeling today? Um, and oh, on the level of bad taxidermy. Yes. So if you guys haven't seen it, please go on there. Let us know what level you are. It's freaking, it's entertaining as all. Heck. The one that I submitted was pretty gross. Too. Yeah, it was, it was pretty epic. And <laughs> the then monkey I, get its eyes bitten out. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if Ryan saw it, but I, I posted this one about asking Ryan if he wanted to go hunting because there's an exotic beast out there that, uh, that we need to go get. Magnificent. Jackalope. And I, I posted the picture on, on our page also, but you guys, you have to look at those things. Did you ever get uh, friends that tried to take you like, or, family members when you were young and impressionable uh that tried to take you snipe hunting i knew it didn't exist okay although i guess it is a thing or like wiffle bats yeah so when i was <laughs> yeah exactly when i would when i was young we went to uh the outdoor school and one of the outdoor school songs was going on a guava hunt okay and as a kid that lived in the states i had no idea guava was a fruit sure and so it was the best thing ever until I found out guava was delicious, and now I just love eating guava. Yeah, it's pretty good too. Maybe it really is. Yeah. Um, no, so we we're talking about this too. You know, camp experiences, church camp, right? I'm a child of church camp. Went every summer from like sixth grade through high school. Um, had a blast, right? I loved it. It was always a ton of fun. Um, we would have camp games, right? And the uh, camp games were uh, sometimes bordered on the the edge of ridiculous, right? You'd have night games where you'd play like capture the flag. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one year. It was when the X-Files movie came out. Oh, yeah. So the, the, what, 2000? No, 90 something is when the original X-Files. 1999, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Going way, way back machine, right? Um, So the X-Files movie came out. We had a game of capture the flag. We didn't know what the flag was. All we knew was it was glowing, right? They were painted <laughs> with like UV paint that glows. Okay. Um, so we're running around looking for stuff. And the only thing that was glowing, and I'm not kidding, we found the flag. It was a car door. 
You found a car door. A car door, like off of like a mid-80s Buick. Oh. <laughs> that was the flag. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, I think, I can't remember what the other one was. All I know is that we found a, we found a flag and it was, the flag was a, a door of a vehicle. <laughs> Which was pretty awesome. Um, it sounds like an epic church game. No, no, they were over the top. Tons of fun. Like it, best, some of the best. I saw friends from church camp back in the day. Like I took uh, my, my senior to prom uh, was actually a girl from church camp. Oh, wow. So, I did. I, you guys yeah. didn't see it, but he threw up that sign that means very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, she's yeah, gorgeous. Unless you're woke. <laughs> and then that sign means something else. But we're not going to go there because we are. <laughs> the Dad yes, podcast. We like to be Switzerland on subjects. Right. We're not the political podcast. <laughs> hey, so if you guys yeah. have been listening, here's the great thing also. Um, last week, we talked about how Dylan lost his phone. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's, it's, I know. And we're two different households. I mean, honestly, I don't expect you to be like, oh, I know everything that's going on. Yeah. (laughs) So no, um, last week we talked about it a little bit. Dylan has found his phone now. He lost it for a total of five days and found it in his weights class or something to that effect. So uh, Dylan's got his phone. I'm so excited. And currently I'm getting pictures of Dylan um, cuddling puppies. And we talked, I think um, we talked about the, the puppies a while back. Yeah. Um, but I'll show like you what, German Shepherd, Pitbull, Canarios. Oh, those are cute. They're cute. They really are cute. Maybe I'll, I'll toss this. I'll shoot this on the page. Oh, we'll geez. do that. I just feel like it's like Letterkenny. Oh, good boy. Dude, you know, the, the, one of the best things about Letterkenny beyond <laughs> the fact that it's, you, you, you really boy. have to pay attention to the dialogue oh, to yeah. catch all of it. Yes, you do. <laughs> but almost every in between cutscene in the opening, there's puppies. Yep. There's dog, there's puppies, well, they're, they're the everywhere. the logo is a dog, a German yeah. Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So, uh, underrated show, by the way. I don't know. Some people, it's stupid. I think you have to wade through season one and two to get to the gold. I think uh, it's a lot like most shows out there, though. You really have to wade through the first couple episodes. The first, I watch. It builds. Yeah. Yeah. It has to build. Like the skids. If you don't know what we're talking about, this is totally. Oh my like gosh. Fun. The skids are probably one of my favorite parts. And I hate, dude, I hate saying that. I can't um, stand them at the same time. Like, I want to punch them all. The first time I but saw him dancing. <laughs> the first time I saw him sta- uh, dancing, dude. Yeah. Outside I, of the dollar store. I died. <laughs> because I know people that do that. And that's a. I, I, if you do that, I apologize. So if you don't know, the show is based in Canada. In Ontario. Mm-hmm. I believe, right? Um, they are rednecks. I would say very similar to what I kind of grew up around. Yeah. Like the main characters, like would be my friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you get to the skids, probably not. <laughs> they were, no. I knew kids like that in high school too. So, though. If you don't but, know, yeah. the skids are, they're gothic, druggy, emo, emo, crazy, techno geeks. Some of them are homosexual, maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart. Stuart. Oh my gosh. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of getting on a tangent, but, um, we like no, great show because McMurray is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, McMurray's wife is from a couple different TV shows. She's yeah. from, uh, gosh, what is it? Help me out, man. I, I, mean, I, 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 I know I've seen a couple herself, sci-fi but... shows. No, she's a, she's the main character in what's the, uh, why is my brain not working? Right I don't know, now? but you go with the topic and I'll look it up for you. No. So. McMurray's wife. 
Melly Scorfano. I want the IMDb on her. What's the uh, what's what's the old school? Okay, there's back in the old days, they had uh, so she played Winona Earp. Yep, Winona Earp. There you go. Okay, and then she was in another one. Um, She was in Saw Six. And no TV show. Uh, RoboCop. No TV show. She in RoboCop? Really? The new one? Yeah. Twenty twenty. Oh no, twenty fourteen. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Um, I don't know which one it'd be. Um, Bad Blood. No, it's a another sci-fi show. I don't she, watch a lot of sci-fi TV. Sorry, bud. That's all right. Your spare parts. I know I really am. <laughs> Letter King reference. Um, <laughs> so, totally okay. we are way out in left field for this episode, right? Now, but, uh, we'll we'll find our way back. Um, but yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Um. Slightly inappropriate, but man, it's like comedic gold every time he's on the show. The uh, Mennonite. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So she's the lead. She's, she's in a show called Van Helsing. Okay. Right. All right. And, and that's where I saw her from. And then I I saw her pop in letter King. I was like, what is going on? It's the same chick. Yeah. Cause I thought she was hot. Well, like, uh, she's not hot in letter. Katie's boyfriend in season eight. Yep. He's in a lot of stuff too. And I couldn't remember where I've seen him, but yeah. Yeah. He's also like a character that everybody wants to hate and has rightful. Isn't he like a, a country singer? No, he was a strip was. club owner. Yeah, but no, I think in real life. I <laughs> oh, think in real life. Like, he might be. Yeah, he yeah, might be a country. singer. I really think he is. Uh, sorry, I don't yeah. listen to a lot of country, so I don't know for sure. But no, I know how they call him. His name is Dirks, but it's not Dirks Bentley. That's yeah, not, not the guy. Um, <laughs> We're going to stop looking Dirks. stuff up. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, things from our since we were reminiscing about church camp, right? Mm hmm. If I gave you five bucks at a Scholastic Book Fair, what are you getting? Five bucks. Actually, I'll give you ten. Oh, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Scholastic Book oh, Fair. So I'm I'm the big man on campus. I'm rich. Yeah, is what we're looking at right now. You're okay. rolling in, and you yeah. can get some like erasers. So I've got the eraser. I'm gonna get that fatty pencil that's like the size of your thumb. Okay. In thickness, I'm gonna get the pen with like six different colors of ink. That's a good one. It's a solid one, right? I'm I'm absolutely gonna buy a couple bunicula books. Okay. Do you know what those are about? No, but I know I know I've heard of them. So bunicula is basically it's a book series based on a vampire bunny. Oh, okay. That goes and drinks the juice out of all the veggies. Bunicula. Bunicula. Gotcha. I mean kind of hand in hand, you know. You know what I'm getting? A couple of posters. Yeah, Ferrari. Ferrari. Okay. Ferrari poster. It's gonna be the Diablo back then. Yeah, it'd be the Diablo, or you could get the Lamborghini Countach. Countach. Yep. Yeah. Both in red, I think, on those posters. Uh, no, one in white. One was white. The one Countach was white. Was white. The, was the white. Diablo was red, yeah. Yeah. Or you could get the caveat poster of sometimes you might get the Lotus in yellow. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. Um, kind of dating ourselves here, man. <laughs> Goosebumps books. <clears throat> I mean. Dude, you get. Then you get the girls want to come read the Goosebump book with you. And that's totally a good thing. It's not bad. Yeah. Right? You go Hank the cow dog if you're you, uh, young enough. If you didn't have a lot of money, <laughs> the, the number one go-to was the, uh, the sticker books. Because you could share with the girls the sticker books. Okay, there you go. What a sticker. <laughs> Got some stickers. Slap bracelets all day long. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know we talked about it last time. Yeah. Those, I would still wear one. Yeah. They're, <laughs> I think they, they still slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. No, they do. Wow. Um, what about uh, first CD ever purchased? Uh, first CD for me was White Lion Pride. 
Dude, you're going back. It's because, okay, so remember that I'm old enough to know. I oh, know you're in the 40s. From the tape you're old. to the CDs, right? I was there too, but I was younger. I was on the. My first CD player. Of that. Right. My first CD player was a gift from a friend who thought it was broken. He spent 200 bucks on it. It looked like a freaking VCR. Uh, to, to you younger kids, that's like an Xbox oh, with man. a slide out spot, right? How many seconds skip did you have on your first Discman? Oh, dude. Because that was like the level of Ultimate Flex. It was like your buddy shows up with that yellow and gray one. With a clamp that goes over the top. Mm-hmm. It was exactly and it was the a same. 20-second skip. But dude, it was the same as the waterproof cassette tape exactly. one. The Walkman. Yeah, the Sony Walkman or the Sony Discman. And that was that was the bomb. I never got a Discman. Skip. I never got a Discman. Dude, I had was, the Emerson one that had like five-second skip. And it would burn through batteries like nobody's business. Yep. That was that was my my stance in that's amazing. You were flexing life. hard too. I was, I was trying to. Man. Check out what I have. A five second skip. My dude, buddy'd be like, dude, discman. It's like, oh. Did they ever play an entire <laughs> CD on one charge? I don't know. I don't think so. It was like two AA batteries, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? You could get them about halfway through. Yeah. Never worked. Especially if you just have the, the track light so you could see actually at night when you're listening to it, what track you're on. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I went from the Discman to, I think it called, I had a mini disc player. Really mini disc? Like I didn't go to MP3 right away like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, mini disc is kind of cool. You can put MP3s on the mini disc. It looked like a fl- mini floppy disc. Oh, speaking of then, so if yeah. we're going to go there, do you remember the stupid... Um, and- we're going antiquated technology yeah, we are. now, guys. So listen, it, it, was, it was basically, it was like a <laughs> mini disc, but it wasn't. It was like a little, like your first MP3 player. And it was like um, CCR. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. What were those things called? I'm trying to remember, but there was like, I had one that was like the shape of a pencil. Yeah. And you had to buy like a bunch of different ones to get like different songs. Yes. So you had to have like a basically like a pocket protector and, and all these things shoved in there to listen to different music. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking what a about. Bad idea. Just terrible. Idea. I mean, I think <laughs> then there's like, hey, there's this thing called an MP3 player. You're like, all right, sweet. And then the I first iPod shuffle, game over. Yep. Game over from then that was on. It. That was it. It was over because then you went to the iPod shuffle, like which was a little tiny square thing. Mm-hmm. It's all metal, right? And aluminum case, no screen on it, right? The first generation. Yep. Then you got the iPod that had the shelf, it had the screen, and if you didn't have that, you were. That was in college too. That was for me. I'm, I'm really. Oh, dude, so... Did I just drop out for a second? I did. I think that you're just not close enough. Get, Sorry. I mic towards you, gotta, Oh, my gosh. Got to get all up and in there. Get manhandled, that bad boy. It's okay. Just move the pop head out of the way. Yeah. Excuse the noise. There we go. Is Ooh, that better? Yeah. See? Good pickup there. Okay. Hey, what's going on? I just, I'm a little breathy sometimes. Hey there, ladies. Ryan wants you. No. Maybe. Davis wants you. Oh, butthead. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, come, when Cher came out? Uh, come to Butthead. <laughs> when, do you remember that song with Cher and Beavis and Butthead? And it was Come to Butthead. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Our kids, our kids yes. miss so much. Yes. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I made my kids watch the Beavis and Butthead movie. I tried watching it again during quarantine, dude. I could not. I couldn't the, handle it. <laughs> it's it's awful until you get to Cornholio. and then you just you feel for him. <laughs> but you feel for him because yeah. he. All the TP. <sighs> I miss it. And like going back to childhood reminiscing. So back to CDs, right? First oh, CD yeah, for okay. me. Yeah, yeah. So you had White, White Lion. White Lion Pride because Red. I wanted the song uh, When the Children Cry. Okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And this shows how much younger Ryan is than I am. <laughs> but they had to give it away on there. 
Great song. Great song, right? Just don't give it away now. You know, until your mom finds that CD and she sees the title with the word sex on it and you're in fourth or fifth grade. Okay, so here's here's a good one. Um, <laughs> first time you swore in front of your parents. And it could be a minor swear. Oof. Like to me, I grew up on Disney movies, right? Unless I went and saw my dad, my, my okay. real father, right? And then he was like, hey, Tristan, you know, let's watch every Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I can think of the first. I know exactly okay. what it is. Yeah, what you got? I was repeating Home Alone. What? I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my... Really? ASS, right? There it is. Okay. All right. Um, so repeating that, like, so if I was repeating something, that was the first one I remember swearing. Um, the first time. The first time. Okay. Actually swearing, like, in general. Ugh. So here's mine. Right? That one's tough because so I tried to hide it. <laughs> we all know the group Poison, Def Leppard, yeah. Bon Jovi, right? The whole time frame. I loved all of them. So they would come on and I would sing every single song. Poison came out with a song called Unskinny Bop. And at one point in the time, the lyrics say, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I'd never said anything in front of my mom, ever. So me being able to sing hell was like a F you to the man, you know? Like, that was, that was the first time. <laughs> and I owned it every time. I really, what the hell? I really gave it yeah. some. Yeah. So uh, are you in collections over Columbia House CDs? No. I, my personal accounts, air quotes, yeah. personal accounts, no. Um, the ones that are under names other than myself and possibly side addresses of some sorts. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so we were talking about that. And uh, so here's the funny part. People, if you don't know what Columbia House is, I don't know how young you guys are, but you know. Most of you guys are probably my age or Ryan's age or whatever. Maybe we're younger. Yeah, maybe a little younger, but this is going to like, you're going to hear this. So like somebody, this is taking you in the way back machine. Oh, like, it's epic. You're right. You're riding with us right now. Yeah. So <laughs> Columbia house, it was 12 CDs for a cent. Yes. As long as you, and you had to pay shipping, but as long as you bought, it was like four more CDs in the next year at the regular price. Mm -hmm. So you would order 12 freaking CDs and feel like the man. And then Remember later on that, oh man, I need to buy these other There's ones. There's a trick to this. Yeah. I learned too. Um, so I was living with my roommate at the time, um, way back. This was back in like, I don't know, like 99-ish, maybe. Maybe just after, whatever, somewhere around there. Um, and Columbia House is still doing its thing, right? And so he would order CDs under the name like Frimp Santa Blaster <laughs> or Captain Arg Eye Bloom, Right. And the addresses that would be mailed to were all close enough that the post office could figure it out and deliver them to us. And I swear to God, he bought like every freaking CD from Columbia House that was possibly available and just never paid for them. Yeah, I had a friend that was like using his siblings. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> like, hey, my four-year-old brother just ordered some Columbia House CDs. So here's the secret, right? If you get your free CDs, this is what I figured out. Mm -hmm. And my parents, you know, I come from a Christian household, right? Hey, mom, like, I want these 12 CDs, right? We only got to buy four and we can get another 10 free. Um, maybe you should get some Christian CDs. Ooh. Played it. So mom was the one ordering the CDs you had to pay for. And those CDs were usually. Carmen. Cheaper. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so what'd you get, though? Yeah, it was like. So like Amy Grant. Amy Grant, Carmen, uh, uh, Whiteheart, I would assume. I don't know. Phillips, Craig, and Dean. Oh, Phil. Okay. Did she get any, uh, gosh, what was it? Um, <laughs> Petra? 
I don't, I don't think so. They I think like, it may have been they were like hard Christian. Yeah, rock. I know they were. And then, no, my parents wouldn't have been into that. Uh, Amy Grant <laughs> though. I know that my mom had like, my parents had like every Amy Grant. Album. I feel like almost every parent growing that was in a, a child or an adult or ever going through the seventies and eighties probably had an Amy Grant CD. Yeah. Every single one of them. <laughs> Especially the Christmas album. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so growing up, I remember my mom, um, she would put Guns N' Roses on the uh, Appetite for Destruction album. and Clean the house. Your mom sounds hardcore. That's awesome. Dude, she it was really cool. That's I mean, intense. you know. Because my dad, I remember as a kid, like with him, it'd be oldies. Like we'd be, it'd be like 60s music, you know. Okay. 50s, 60s, 70s, like growing up. So I grew up like one of my favorite bands is still the Doobie Brothers. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, great. I don't, you know, have anything against that. And I'm, you know, I. I will embrace like that generation of music openly. I love, I love some of that classic rock. You can't go wrong with it. It yeah. feels good too. Yeah. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Like some people love them and I'm just like, Meh, they don't do it for me. I'm going to put this out there. Monkeys greater than the Beatles. <sighs> hey, Hey, where's the monkey? Eh. So we monkey around. No, I know who they are. Oh I mean, yeah. Eh. I just, yeah. okay. So the Beatles, they weren't made for TV. Right, which no. is what made them great. Yes, they saved rock and roll. Admittedly, yeah, I'll go there. Okay, that's cool. I mean, but, Elvis. I could that did like some of those. Yeah, yeah. But Suspicious Minds, great song. Mm -hmm. Later, recorded by Dwight Yoakam. My opinion, better. Really? Yeah. But uh, you're right over there. I'm just hearing feedback. You like sounds. a hummy. Yeah. yeah, we're figuring this out. I don't so. know if it's me or if it's you. If it's this it's way, the first episode, I think we're all right. So yeah, I think we're okay. Um, we're still it's, recording apparently, so we're still on. Um, <laughs> we don't know how long we've been recording right now. I have no clue. But do I we know. need to get on track? Do we have? We actually have. Like apparently, we're like twenty six minutes in. Really? That's yeah. it. So that's it. But uh, the conversation. I don't know. I think we've had fun with this, but um, it's kind of like a continuation of the end of our last episode where only dads. Yeah. Did you come up with anything else that you'd put on there? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I mean, grill picks, obviously. Yeah. Grills, grill accessories. That's like a requirement, right? <sighs> you'd have to put new balance shoes on there. Mm-hmm. Nike Air Monarchs. So if it was Dad Force ones, man. If it was only dads.com, would we be selling used New Balance shoes? <laughs> I take it too far. I think we only do pictures. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's pre-stained. This isn't like this isn't what is a back page or whatever that <laughs> that website that existed for a while that people were oh, getting yeah. arrested off of. Gross. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um no, I think this is just uh, for visual purposes only. If it was for, for men, would you be like, do look at that lawn. You're like, look lawn. at that yard. Look how well that is mowed. Pictures of lawns, but we could, we could mail off lawn clippings <laughs> and back hair clippings. Gross. I mean, I don't have back hair. Gross. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> <This is> wrong. <laughs> oh, man. That's, Did you know yeah. that that's the worst part? Uh, no, got one. Beer can collection. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a solid one, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. License plate collection. Okay. People have those. Missing sockets. Number 10. Number 10? That one goes away. Erotic time. photos of number 10 sockets. <laughs> Suggestively like, placed. 
I don't know. I don't know how we do that. We'd probably have to like put like those, you know, you know the the and the birds, like the videos of the birds with little arms that are drawn on and the yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, that's how we draw have to do some that. legs on there, so it's mm-hmm. you know, suggestively posed. Just, totally, <laughs> just waiting for that's you. So weird. <laughs> so, so in today's episode, we are we're actually going to have a topic today, right? We're going to we talk about something. Yeah, we really do have. Oh, I mean, just aimlessly yammering at each other um, about weird stuff. This, but this is what guys do. Yeah. No, you're actually hanging out with us literally in a basement right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it, it, it really is. This it's is, a daylight basement, so it's not as creepy. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but this is, this is how we hang out. I mean, ladies, if you listen, this is really what guys do when they get together. We don't do anything really outrageous. We just no. sit around and hang out. We have some fun. Maybe we'll watch a movie. Um, you know, some guys play video games a lot, right? So some people do that. But it is, it's just a bunch of dumb conversation around Dumb stuff. It's like literally like how, what was the definition or the description of Seinfeld was a show about nothing. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're a pod, we're not a podcast about nothing, but sometimes our banter goes to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if we talk about self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, oh, we should go there first, right? Yeah, I think we should. So that's, there. that's actually the title of this episode is self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and I was thinking about it, you know, um, we're, we're coming on Valentine's Day and we'll have a, a, a podcast about Valentine's Day itself, but we're coming up to it. And, and really, <laughs> I was thinking there's, there are so many people out there that self-sabotage and have self-fulfilling prophecy. And, and that really is a situation where you believe something so much, you turn it into that. Make right? it reality. Yeah. yeah. You create your, it's like creating your own reality. Um, and so, I mean, and, and really kind of a few of the questions is, are you the person that pushes away potentially good relationships? So you meet somebody, you have great conversation, you really like them, you're really into them, but you're really afraid to commit to that relationship because you're worried about getting hurt too much or you're, you really just want that relationship where you can, you can stay detached to walk away easier because you've been scarred, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's a big concern, right? And then also in self-sabotage, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's that you choose the, the relationship that has little less value um, because you know that, that you're probably going to screw it up somewhere or at least yeah, you're thinking that the entire time. Or if it doesn't go you how do. you think or want, it's easier to back out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot easier to back no, out. You, you kind of pitched this on the phone the other day. And I think my first response was, oof. I, I mean, oof. it's hard. Yeah, because we've all done it. I think we've all done it. Yeah, we yeah. all have absolutely I mean, done, I've it, done right? it probably in the last year. So as men, um, and, and I actually wrote this, I think it's funny, but as men, how many, how many men actually pull over and get directions or, or anywhere? If we're driving anywhere, do we actually ask for directions from anybody? No, it just doesn't happen. I don't like it. Right? I know. Well, I'm, I'm directionally okay. So I know that I can just kind of end up where I want to go. Yeah. So before GPS, before all that stuff. We were just SOL. And I remember when Dustin and I, my, my best friend Dustin and I, we would drive from here to Portland, Oregon, and we'd have the map, map quest printout, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was as good as it got for dudes. Cause I yeah. was like, no, nothing else. And he'd miss a turn and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What do we do? You, you, know? you missed like an exit on I 90 and you end up in, and you're all of a sudden in Moses Lake trying to figure out how to get to Portland. Yeah. And you totally jack it up, right? Yeah. So, Without GPS, without garments, without all this stuff, men, we just don't want it. We don't want advice. We don't help unless we reach out, right? And typically, sure. we're not going to reach out anyway. 
So we don't know how screwed we are until we screw something up big time. And then that's when we go looking, right? And that's the issue. So to go beyond relationships, though, because I like this topic that we're on right here. Um, do you think that as men, we put that in a, put it, insert mental health? Do you think that sometimes we have the ability to not want to map quest our problems? I mean, I think that we have, we are not necessarily taught to not map quest our, our, our issues. I think that we are more so, um, we just, we just do it, you know, because we we're not taught that we don't open up. It's, it's stop complaining, stop crying, be a boy. What are you doing? What are you little girl? Because you're crying, you know, all that stuff, right? Sure. So as a child, we're growing up and we're going, I mean, I can't, I can't show my friends my feelings. I can't, I can't cry in front of my people. Right. Cause I want to be the strong one. I don't want to make other people messy if I'm messy. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I absolutely. Um, and I think that actually starts kind of that, that trend and it starts a generational trend also of people not reaching out. What age do you think that starts at? Oh my gosh. What generation? True. Oh, I mean, I hope that we're seeing in like our kids right now. I mean, yours are older than mine, obviously my, yeah. my son is, but um, that that generation is now starting to actually realize it and they're addressing it earlier. I hope, I don't know. I, cause I do think that there's bullying that gets involved with it too. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge, man, because the reality, yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like kids are more embracing that, but also less so because you see cyberbullying is huge. Sure. And is it because they can't bully in person? That probably has Which a lot to do Which sounds horrible, with it. right? Yeah. And as a parent, we don't want our kids to go through that. Uh, we were, go ahead. No, no, no. Continue your thought because we were all bullied as kids. Yeah. Every single one of us, right? And, and every kid's like, oh, you weren't bullied, blah, 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 right? No, we actually got beat up. We got whatever. But we had to deal with it. Sure. And because we are helicopter parents now and we don't let our kids deal with these adversities, is that causing more of even a harsher trend? On cyberbullying, does that advocate or promote that? Yeah, I think that creates a valid question. It also looks at is what's being modeled. Mm. I mean, I look at you know within the household, like you know, I let my kid have emotions. Like it's yeah. okay. Kids are built to be emotional creatures. Um, I'm not going to penalize them for being upset over something. I'm going to penalize them over the reaction. Like if he takes it too far. You know, you can be mad, but then don't go punch something. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that makes sense. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, we can be upset about things, but we don't go hurt ourselves Yeah, or hurt others. Um, and, and vocalize that upset. I mean, I think yeah. that's part of the issue. Talk it, it out. They don't use their words. And I get so and stupid. I, I, use I, I use words, it, yeah, I know? do it all the time because he'll make sounds and, just, uh, and I'm like, no, 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 use your words. You got to use your words. What do you need? What do you want? What are you feeling? I think sometimes the sounds are okay. Sometimes we just don't have the words. <laughs> well, sometimes it keeps you from saying other words. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> let's be honest. There's safety. There, there's total. There's safety in those words. But when I when I think about times, oh, you found my dragon. It's like it's a crochet dragon. Do you see Doctor Who right here? This is, this is David Tennant. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the dragon was like jammed up in my ribcage. Um, but so as me, I mean, thinking back when my when my my dad Mark passed away. Um, it was an open casket situation, right? Ooh, okay. Yeah. And, 
I was there with my daughter and my mother and everybody else, right? And the reality was that I didn't know if I could go into the room. And that's tough, right? Yeah. Because I knew exactly what I was going to walk into. Yeah. And there's a given. You right? automatically know what your emotion is going to be on your response. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I stayed out of the room for quite a while. Um, my mother was in there. My little sister went in, everything, you know. And, and my little sister, she really internalized a lot. <coughs> like a Excuse lot. Me. That's right. Um, and I was thinking, you know, everybody there was, was just broken up. Mm-hmm. And at that moment... In my head, I'm like, someone has to be the strongest man in the room. And it's tough. Yeah. Because somebody, as, as, a, as a father, right, as the head of a household, you have to be that person often. Sure. Well, you can't have your, you can't have your house be an emotional train wreck regularly. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. To, I believe it's completely okay to show emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. But for me at that time, I was like, man, I've got to be the strongest person in the room because someone needs to be carried. Sure. Someone's going to be looking at me for, for a little bit of whatever and going, okay, Tristan's here. It's okay. You know? Yeah. And, and I'm not the oldest kid in the household, which is crazy. I've got my older brother, older sister and younger sister, but I still felt like I had to be the strongest person in the room at that time. You had to be the stoic presence. Something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Just, just kind of the rock because when, when emotions are that strong and going crazy, you need somebody that, that can, that appears to be away from the situation that is, that can, can be that, that strong, you know, like just right sure. there for you. I think some of the hardest things that I've ever encountered, I don't know if you've ever had to go to one, but is like a funeral for a younger individual, like somebody under the age of like 25. I've been to military I would say funerals. Even, okay. Even and, under the age of 20. I'd yeah. say going to a funeral for the, somebody at the age of 20. That's tough. Yeah. And it's, I've done it as an adult. I mean, adult over the age of 30. Mm-hmm. And I've done it like obviously for my friend, one of my friends. Yeah. And you sit there and like as an adult, it was hard. Like I was getting choked up because I was seeing all of the kids that, you know, I've had the opportunity to have an influence on their life. It was one of my wrestlers. Um, that, I mean, it was a sad situation anyways because it was a suicide, mm-hmm. which is something that's avoidable, right? Um, and you know, for me, it was like, I was sitting there kind of pondering like, man, do I have to be sit here and be strong because all these kids relied on me to be strong, you know, when they were getting older and growing up like through junior high and high school. Now it's like three years after high school, they're becoming beginning their adult journey, but they're still looking at me like what's, what's coach's response going to be. And man, I was freaking weeping like a baby. Yeah. Um, any, man, I, I, I went to, gosh, we had, we had, um, um, funeral detail in the military and you had to show up, you had to carry caskets, learn how to fold the flag properly, all that stuff. Right. Sure. And be there at the funerals and, uh, and not show emotion. Well, no, or were you it, allowed no, to? it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. okay. As long as you're sitting there you're fine. But literally, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause you can go to a funeral for people, right. Uh-huh. And you're okay. And you go to a military funeral for someone you've never known and no joke, um, not, not a dry eye in the crowd, not one. And I didn't even know the person sure. and you're, you're weeping because you just, the promise of what could have been, or it's, there's something special about a military funeral that really just cuts you deep. Sure. 
you know, and there was another one when I was in my twenties, I lost one of my good friends, um, kind of had a tragic death, I guess it was, um, he was sick and took some medication. It was, you know, an accidental death. Like he took cold medication after he was drinking or something like that. I mean, he had a beer at dinner or whatever and fell asleep on his back and he was on muscle relaxers for his back injury and aspirated. So like threw up and drowned, basically drowned in his sleep. Holy crap. And to kind of have to process that of like, how, how, one, how does that happen? But two, if like that's the way that you go as a, you know, I think we were like 25 years old or 26 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. If that's the way that we go, like, okay, that's obviously in my mind, it was like, okay, that's God's got a story in all this. Right. Because to me, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, connecting the dots, but we were all, I just remember the moment, like we were at the funeral home, um, and they had an open casket the day before the funeral. So the, the funeral itself was closed casket and I understand why. And, you know, for the family, it was, I mean, it just could, you have to sit there and stare at your, your son, right. As you're making coffee yeah. over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making, making a coffee. Um, I love the setup. No, um, and sitting there with my friends and like two of my best friends and we're sitting there and I'm just like, which one of us is going to cry first? Which one of us is going to go in first and go actually do the open casket. We're sitting there waiting for the open casket. And do you know what's nice? What's that? Just to pause your story. Go ahead. About, about what's going on right now. If you guys can hear it, I've got. Sounds um, like you're peeing. Yeah, it really does sound like <laughs> somebody's peeing. There's a urinal in the corner. The, the best part, though, is that <laughs> in this studio, it's not somebody peeing. No. In the other studio, it was. It somebody was peeing. somebody peeing. <laughs> uh, you noticed it too. Thank you. I didn't want to say anything, and I heard it in episode five, and I was like, that was a toilet flush. <laughs> so we're not going to get that anymore. You guys don't have to worry about that. The worst you're going to get is, is me making another cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, My Folgers black silk. <laughs> the best part of waking up is black silk in your cup. Whatever. No? Whatever, man. Whatever. You and your peasant coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that process, right, where we're sitting there in the funeral home, and having to decide whether or not to go in and actually, you know, I, I didn't want my last memory of one of my best friends to be a shell. Yeah. And, and that's tough because that was part of the same situation with my dad. Yeah. I didn't want that to be, but I did it anyways. I went in, I was the first one I think of my friends to go in. Um, cause I did want to kind of have that visual to say goodbye. Right. Even though it wasn't him, and I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I'm a man of faith. Like when you go, that there's the spiritual side of you, and then there's the, um, the physical side, right? You know that there's 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 two different arenas. Well, when I went in there and said goodbye, it was like, I mean, I teared up, right? Because I mean, it was my friend that was was there. He's not alive anymore. Like I, it was finality, I guess, and. When you approach the finality of things, and you can take this in relationship too. When you finally have that finale, I, this is what, that way with my divorce too. There was some relief in it too. It's like, okay, I know that he's gone. It's sad. But I know that there's next for him, right? 
Yeah. I don't know if this is kind of going on a weird tangent, but like I had a chance to actually kind of get closure. If that makes sense. Then I waited and, you know, one of my other friends, um, he finally went in as they were about ready to close. He finally like went in and, and, you know, said his, I don't, I didn't look and see, you know, that was his moment to have. Um, but dude came out and it's like, gave each other a huge hug and, you know, it had our, had our moment, like where it was like, okay, it's okay for both of us to be weak at this moment. You know, we're both kind of alpha guys Mm -hmm. and we had a moment of like total raw emotion. That's okay. You know, whether it's loss or it's a relationship. Um, I know that we kind of went way out of the side of, you know, teaching our kids to that, that emotions are okay. Yeah. But this is, everybody needs closure. Yeah. And to teach our children that when things don't go your way, it's okay to be upset. Yeah. Or when things don't, I don't want to say like, I mean, I look at, cause I coached, right? The thing that bugs me sometimes, and I get it, but it was like, you try to get, you get over it pretty quickly as a coach. Kids that cry when they lose. Some yeah. people are like, man, like that little crybaby, whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. That means a lot to that kid. If they, like their, their reaction is to cry when, when they lose. Well, are they going to always cry when they lose? No, they'll eventually work through it because they realize that losing is a part of winning. And you have to let them lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, don't, if you don't deal with failure at some point in time, you never deal with it. You never accept it. It's like never letting your kid wreck on the bike. You know, I'm not going to let him run in traffic and split his head open, but you know, I'm going to have to accept that he's going to be able to, to veer off the sidewalk and into the grass. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. And that's how he's going to learn to, okay, I don't lean that hard next time. That's how you do really cool tricks. <laughs> Dude, I want you to try one of these. Um, these are called nude mints. Okay. They're nude. Here you go. <laughs> A little, little bead. You're going to take this thing, just put it in your mouth, suck on it. It's going to explode. That's what you said. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So, <laughs> so suck on it. Let it explode. Just stop saying that. I'm trying to give you instructions, man. I'll skip part one. Step two is to swallow the little bead that's left. So I was looking for a nice mint, right? This I love mint. It's actually really good. This is a, the melon, whatever. Melon mint. Yeah. And in the first part that the, the gel, whatever you get when you're sucking on it, it, it is supposed to make you salivate. Did. So your mouth isn't dry. Yeah. And then the little thing you, you swallow is like a crystalline form of essential oils huh. that actually work in your stomach to freshen you up inside and out. It, it's minty. It's, I can feel the cooling sensation working its way up my stomach. Kind of like it, right? It's, it's intense. I was like, I'm in your coffin. I thought, hey, maybe we'll get through <clears> these things. Yeah. No, that actually. Uh, these are not a sponsor. They're bomb, but they're not a sponsor. Yeah. Um, nude Mint. It's really kind of cool. That's awesome. Speaking of sponsors. Oh, yeah. We can get our own. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is our sponsor. Ryan, plug yourself. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Inside Advisors Insurance Services, uh, located Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's the worst commercial I've heard ever. I know. Like Can you dump? You want to get my telephone number to call you guys? Or just- yeah, no, I have a telephone number. Yeah, okay. it's, it's uh, 208-660-2019. Uh, 
Uh, no, we do home auto life. No, you name it. We cover it pretty much uh, even commercial insurance. Um, oh, nice. So that was part of the reason of why I had my career change was a little bit more freedom. So, um, get a chance to be a business owner now, enter the big boy world. And, uh, it's been awesome. So yeah. And, uh, insight advisors, yeah, we have a website, www.insightadvisors.net. You can check us out. It's got a quote form on there. If you want us to take a look at your insurance, we can, uh, hop on our website and, uh, get that taken care of for you. That was better. We're going to work on that people. No, I'm going to have to write We're one, gonna, dude. You put me on the spot I'm, I'm, now. I Come it, on. It was right? perfect though. I had I to. I know. I know. Sorry. So, um, so yeah, so Ryan is obviously he's, a, he's one of the co-hosts of the advocacy podcast, but he's also a fantastic insurance agent. So, uh, for all your insurance needs, reach out to him. I mean, the guy's awesome. He's totally cool. I'd plug myself, but I legally can't. You're pretty good too. My name's Tristan though. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan dot King at some company. Yeah. Yeah. Some random company out there. Some company that has like um, a uh, emu that runs around, but I'm, you know, I'm not saying anything. So <laughs> that was me. If you want to hit me up, find me at Facebook yeah. um, and I'll, I'll help you out. But you know, look at Ryan. He's in, in a, I love helping uh, local people. Yeah. That's well, we a get a chance to, to put the money back locally, which is cool. I mean, yeah. One commitment that we made, uh, my business partner and I is that uh, we're going to give back, you know, we got people that are investing in us. We get an opportunity to uh, put money back where we live and um, take care of our own. So that's uh, something that we're huge on is the uh, generosity. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my my shameless plug of one minute of insurance talk. Um, but we're going to we will. I mean, we'll have a we might even have an episode about insurance because we'll try to find some way of tying it in. I don't know. I mean, we totally can. I think it's pretty I simple. Think for more, it's more like, God, I think we could talk about interpersonal relationships and use our customer service experience. Cause I've got some stories, <laughs> man. How I've many times have you been asked out over the phone? A lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've been set up with somebody's daughter. How many times have you, uh, been asked out by a dude over the phone? Hey Ryan. Once. I like your voice. Once. Come hang out with me. He asked me to come meet him so he could sign and then maybe we could grab coffee afterwards. Mm. I was like, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I made excuse. <laughs> I was like, uh, we've got a uh, requirement. If you need to come sign your forms, I can leave them at the front desk. We're in a secure building. Nice. But no, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I hate to spoil your party there. <laughs> I've had some interesting life, uh, interesting life events. Yeah. Good Lord. No, but, you, you've got a story about a, Everything. Uh, oh, you like a, an adult entertainer. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that for another one, but that, that exists. Right. That exists. <laughs> people, I, Ryan and I are guys that we, we like people. We, yeah. we love actually. So I like to skip self-checkout unless I'm in a hurry because I, I love talking to people. Right. Um, and so I will make friends over the phone, just chatting. And some of the friends I've made, <laughs> it's pretty awesome for the most part. Um, one may have been in the adult industry for a long time and very famous and we'll go <laughs> we will go there one day i know that if they if they're current customers you can't talk about them um i mean i've had football coaches as yeah. uh well-known football coaches as my customers that's impressive um some that are very eccentric <clears throat> do you do you want a cup of this black silk i'm good <laughs> Thank you. So nice smelling. I know, smell. but I had pre-workout earlier today. Dude, if, oh, I you're another, cracked if I have another, just smell that. Okay. If I have another cup of coffee. My heart might explode. So we're currently drinking out of the, or I'm, I'm drinking out of my dadvocacy cup. Mine is uh, at home. Yes. Um, so 
to get back into our topic because today's episode has. You didn't been tell me what you thought. It smells good, right? It smells, good, it smells right? all right. I mean, it's better than average Folgers. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's, okay. There you go. That's not saying much. It smells smooth too. It really is smooth. I'm not gonna lie. Compared to average Folgers, dude. Actually, compared to a lot of it's. Say so you could. Maybe, you might be able to brew the take leavings. Take a little sip off. The no, side. you might Just, be able to like brew a little uh, ashtray leavings and have that. Take a little sip off the side. Trust me. It is. A really smooth coffee. It's better than, all right, I'll give you this. That is better than 90% of fast food coffee. That is better. All right, here, I'll give you this one. That is better than Starbucks Pike, Pike Place Roast. Dude, I mean, I can drink this. That's not saying much though. Without creamer. Trash. <laughs> but I'm, I'm literally, I'm drinking this without creamer. And this is the, the Keurig yeah. one. Okay. But no, that's not bad for. Made out of this machine. Totally different. For mainstream brand coffee, that's not bad. I'll give you that. Super low acid profile. It is. Black silk. It is delicious. Walters, you can totally sponsor us if you really want to. Yeah, you can throw some money Tristan's way. He'll, I'm yeah. sure that, <laughs> I'll drink more. <laughs> we'll turn it to life. <laughs> Just come up with an IV drip. Um, so, okay, where are we at? So we were talking about the self-fulfilling prophecy yes. um, in, in relationships, right? So oh, yeah. like, are we setting ourselves up for failure? Um, like, do you have a tendency to think about or focus on how you might screw something up? Me, myself, personally, I used to. I think we all do, dude. Um, Especially when we're young idiots. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Anytime you get out of a relationship and you move into the next one, you're always <sighs> pulling that with you and going, am I going to repeat that? Or you're the person that goes, I didn't do this last time, so now I'm over going to do that. I would say like time. the first 10 people that you try to go on date, I don't even know if you get to 10, but you try to go on dates with post-divorce. Dude, I was like looking for like, all right, so how can I uh, get this to crash and burn? This person's really nice. Great. Checks boxes, but, and I, maybe I'm not ready. You know, like, I'm just not ready. I'm not. And I, you got convinced yourself of it. You could be. And you really, no, yeah. you seriously sit there and convince yourself yeah. that you're not ready. <clears throat> and I, we talked about this the other day. Because when you have issues that continue, even in like post-divorce, right? You can still mm-hmm. have conflict. Oh, yeah. Um, you can still have some serious conflict. Um, you could be in another relationship and have conflict with your ex still. Like that exists because you share a child, right? Maybe. I hope that you cut ties if there's no children involved. And like that person was not healthy. Yeah, have boundaries. Let's, let's talk about that one. But um, so the self-fulfilling prophecy, because I kind of, I think I mentioned it to you and you're like, dude, you just said something prophetic. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, you, you question your ability to be with somebody because you have a situation with an ex that like you still have to deal with. Everything in your life looks good, right? You have, you're going in the right direction, but you're trying to convince yourself and talk yourself out of being available for someone simply because like you still have conflict. Oh yeah. I mean, you fear that hurt also. Yeah. And I think that's a bigger one. The conflict is... You know, it's nice to have somebody to to talk to about, right? And, and I'm, I'm saying talk to. I'm not saying put it on them. I'm saying talk to them, right? Um, <clears throat> so yeah. in, instead of just trying to throw your trash on somebody's lawn, you're just expressing feelings. And they're there to go, hey, I'm here to listen or even get advice sometimes. Yeah, and I don't really want somebody to fix my problems. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going through crap, like I really don't want that individual to like, hey, here's what you need to do. Sometimes I just get it out so I can like move on. Exactly. But also like you don't want to verbally vomit on somebody. 
and, and like, then you're sulking. You're like, why aren't you sulking too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I know that that happens also. And, um, especially when you end up with a situation that isn't ideal, like, and that's pretty easy to like really end up there. Um, but yeah, it is self-sabotage. I mean, like, dude, goes back to like the map quest thing. We're not willing to ask outside stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if we're trying to pursue somebody and we're like, they, they know we're having a bad day. It's okay to say like, Hey, I'm having a crap day, but I'm not going to put it on you right now. And then see what the response would be. No, you, I, but you could say, I don't want to make my problems, your problems yet. That sounds like you're trying to withhold it. Yeah. But you, then you could ask the question with the caveat, like, are you open to me discussing this with you? Like, is it comfortable? Is it a comfortable place right now? And that's going to be, I mean, really dependent on how far you are yeah. in the relationship. If it's like course. week two. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you've got, it's like there's steps to the Get relationship. Get a counselor, a best friend. <laughs> like <laughs> you need, yeah. you need your best friend. Yeah. And don't be the person. Don't be the person that finds somebody and then ghosts everybody else. Don't be so lost in that person. You lose sight of the friends that have been there through everything. So I, we all know plenty of people that do this. That they're like, oh, hey, we're we great friends. This last all the time, week, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden they find somebody new and you're like, where's that person? That's no different Where'd than the go? friend in high school that had the really intense girlfriend that would like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, but, but older, like different. But some approach, people get but, so buried in that, you know, so don't lose contact with those people. Um, I myself personally, I mean, I get lost in life and that's the hard part is that I don't intentionally mean to be gone, but I get lost in life and it happens. So I got a phone call, um, yesterday by somebody that used to be like one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and going through some tremendously difficult, deep, messy, dirty life stuff, right? There's some like dependency issues and he wants out. He's like, man, I got to break this cycle. I got to get out. I'm scared to death. I don't know how to handle this. And I'm like, well, do you want to change? Like, do you want to get better? Because if you're like, if you feel like your connection to that is so deep that that's because it was what's like the, and it's alcoholism, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to bring you your peace. Do you really want out of that? Because that's just going to kill you. Right. I mean, let's, let's be honest about that. And we started having a deep conversation and I was like, so what's good in your life right now? Cause I'm hearing a lot of crap, right? What's going good. What's going well. Yeah. And <clears throat> he's like, well, I've got this individual, um, in my life. And I was like, okay, cool. And, and he starts talking about that person and all the characteristics they have. And then I'm like, dude, this is a codependent relationship. You're expecting that person because of what they do for a profession to be able to fix your crap. And I kind of called him on it. I was like, you can't be in a relationship with somebody just because they have a lettered title behind their name. And it just so happens it fits what you deal with as a condition. Like, hello, like, how is that? How is that going to be healthy in a relationship? If you expect that person, what happens if you relapse again and that you're with that person, oh, did that person fail you or is it your fault? And does that person feel like they failed you? Yeah. And then like, well, now you've not only have they failed at their job, but they failed in the relationship that they've invested in too. And I was like, that's a double edge. I was like, dude, this is your weight to carry, man. You, I was like, if anything, stop talking to that person about what you're dealing with. Because if you want to have the personal relationship with that, that, you know, that interpersonal romantic connection, like you can't let that individual fix you. You can't want that person to fix you. That's 
Man, I mean, that, that's a really... It's, it was deep, man. Yeah. Oof, it was a deep conversation. And it really is a deep one because I know there's a lot of people that are out there listening that think that they need to fix the other person. Yeah. Or, ladies, you found a fixer-upper because we know you love fixing them, right? And Throw the, some ship lap on it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Call chip. And, but then, <laughs> the reality is, though, <laughs> is that you can't. If yeah. someone wants to be fixed, they're going to fix themselves. They're not going to rely on you because you don't have the, the ability of the training to do that. Sure. Um, and, and we all have some sort of skill set of something. You know, we could be there to help somebody and talk through some stuff, but we don't have the ability to truly be there for them and adequately help them get through whatever they have. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you fail that part, if you feel like you're, oh, I'm here to fix them and you fail it, now you just pulled yourself down more because you thought, oh, well, I could do it. I was here for him. I just, have a, bad, I just have a bad taste in men. And that's, and that's really it. <laughs> you can't, it's, it's so tough because there is so much that we want to help other people get through and, and go on with their lives. And we really just can't do that. Um, it's, it's walking your own path. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's tough because even as men, like, I think if we come out of a traumatic relationship, I've caught myself in it where it's like the fixer upper, right? Yep. Um, to where it's like, well, it's not as bad as what I went through. <laughs> How like <laughs> I've caught myself saying it and I'm like, all right, what the crap did I just say? Like, what was that? It's not as bad as I just left. So it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you're like, well, I mean, she failed a drug test. But it's not as bad because she's not manipulative. It's like, not the worst I've been through, but it's not really the best I've been through either. It's just there, right? No, we just, just, so you're finding a placeholder? Yeah. I definitely found a step up a little bit. I was in like the seventh level of hell and now I'm in six. And gradually I'm going to get there. I mean, no, that's not how it works, people. <laughs> Don't. That's my voice, by the way. That's no, one I, of them. Your, your internal monologue <laughs> is yeah. in that voice. That's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. You know, I think of like, you look at fixer uppers, right? Like it's buying the house that, oh, it's got good bones. Oh yeah. Like you can't use that on people. Oh, you, and like, you can't because you don't have enough money to fix them bones. No, because some and, of them bones are like ingrained, like in their personality and who they are. Mm -hmm. Do that. You can't unwind that. Man, it's really tough. It's, um, she's got good bones. <laughs> yeah. But when dudes say she's got good bones, we mean something else. I'm not winking. I don't know. Maybe women say that about dudes and it means something too. So I don't Which know. Which button's the laugh track? I don't remember. Hold on. I said Where's funny. the sad horn? Yes! Oh, I found it! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy crap. I found it! Were you doing the, the uh, Price is Right game show losing horn? That was epic. I don't know where... Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to write those down. I've got these little cards. We're just going to randomly push buttons until we start figuring out where they're at. Too. Yeah. So <laughs> you make it like a applause at a really bad inopportune just, moment <laughs> just remember we're laughing with us yeah i Not think you. i think we're hilarious uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but this is <laughs> this is what we do yeah um no i mean you, you look at the house having good bones and you know it's it doesn't apply to humans because there's way way more like term fluid it's subjective to that person's personality or what they're willing to put into or what they're willing to work on. 
Yep. And if they're carrying damage and, and trauma and everything else, I mean, maybe you take it slow and hang out through them, right? Hang it through with them, but you can't fix it for them, right? Um, you know, you find somebody that's, you know, a guy that he's very attentive with his kids. And I'm, cause I know this and I know a couple guys like this, but they have like some, maybe they have crappy credit, mm-hmm. right? Let's use that as an example, right? Some people I know won't date people with bad credit, right? But they exist. The older you get, the more you think about it. I know. Yeah, Cause it doesn't. Oh, you got a DUI? Really? Oh, uh, yeah, oh, there you go. Interesting, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, let's, I mean, use credit, for example, like that's his flaw. He's got bad credit. Okay. So don't buy a house with them. Yeah. Slow play it. Hey, how can I help you? That's how build your credit. Oh, no, I'm not going to make you build your credit. I'm not going to do this for you. Hey, how about like, you know, I did Dave Ramsey's course. Like, here's how I rebuild mine. Like, well, actually that'll record. Ladies, credit, don't pay off your, <laughs> our, your boyfriend's credit. No. Do not. Do not. Make his lazy dudes, butt get another job. Do <laughs> not. I mean, it, the Go. reality is, is that you could be in debt up to your ears and then you could gradually snowball those debts, right? And mm-hmm. pay them off that way. It's and if you don't know, ask us. Discipline. Yeah. <laughs> don't. What you have to do is you have to stop thinking if, if you're in that much debt, of course, and I'm no expert, you've got to start going, hey, I'm going to make the minimum payment of sun, right? Look at the highest interest or the, or the, or the smallest. Pay off the one with the highest want, interest first. Or the smallest balance first. Yeah. Depending on, on how you look at it, because if it's a smallest balance, then you go, wow, I got one done. Take that card and put it away. Don't cancel it. Put it away, right? Now you've got that minimum, that the, whatever you're paying there, and roll that up to the minimum balance in your next one. And keep going until it's done. But you have to have discipline to go, I'm not going to add more to my debt at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's where the struggle oh, you comes You mean in. you don't want to go to Mexico and put it on your Southwest Airlines card? Yeah. So women and men... <laughs> Don't go, I need to treat my girl. I need to treat my guy. I need to do this. Go, we're working on this and we've got to focus on this. This is what's going to make tomorrow yeah. way better. And so if, if we can do this without having to go, I'm going to buy you a dozen roses or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that for you. Be creative. Yeah. yeah. And understand that, hey, go you know steal what? roses out of your neighbor's yard. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Well, no, I mean, it's <laughs> fine if they've got a lot of roses. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they won't notice. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> that's just being cheap. But you, yeah. you really. <laughs> Secret of the pros. One of the issues in life is that we stop looking at the end game and we only look at the here and now. Yeah. So look at your end game and recognize that, Hey, this is where I want to be. And this is what I have to do to get there. Yeah. And that was what I talked to with my friend. And that's the exact point I used with him. Is like, you know, you got a roadmap, right? You got a long road to hoe in front of you and it's so not going to happen overnight. Right. He's got a long road to what? Oh, not his girlfriend. Oh, the physical tool. Yes. Have you ever heard that a long row to hoe? Like a row to hoe? Right? That's uh, so, um, Maybe I had old parents. You had old parents. Or <laughs> they worked, or they did manual labor growing up. But no, I mean, it's, you have a lot of work ahead of you to get where you want to be. And, you know, he has this goal of getting all of these things back. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen in the next 30 days. No. I mean, you've got years worth of work ahead of you but if that's important to you you're putting the effort yeah so and i was like you know i'm gonna challenge you in this like and i'm not trying to play therapist but i'm like you know you're you're still drunk talking to me you know like what what can you do in the next 24 hours that will make some sort of effort towards that goal 
throw away the bottles. Yeah. I mean, like, and this is, yeah. And it's, and, and there's, there's lots of that's, that's a step, right? That's yeah. still a step. It's something simple, but it's a step and you snowball it, right? And okay. Maybe it's getting into rehab. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens after rehab? What, what can you do after that? Well, you have to, you, what do you have like any, you know, legality issues that you're dealing with? Okay. We'll get those taken care of too. Okay. You got to get a job. Okay. That's great. You're going to be rehabilitated. You're going to be able to perform a job well. And it's literally, it's just one step after the other. It's really putting that one foot in front of the other. And then back to the bones <laughs> though. Here's, here's my kind of my idea. I don't know if any of you people have dealt with um, black mold. Yep. There are a lot of people that will just paint over it. Yeah. But we all know what happens. Comes back worse. Comes back. Every single time. You keep paying over it. Yeah. But, and, and that's a problem with not addressing your critical issues. Sure. And it was like the analogy that I used at the end of last week's episode of making sure your house is clean. Yeah. Ryan really likes hitting his mic. Dude, seriously. He's, <laughs> you can hear that little jingle. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the microphone. Um, no, but making sure that your house is clean before you invite a guest over. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or same with a relationship, right? Make sure that your internal house your, inside yourself is clean. It means get rid of your damage or you've been able to account for it and not bring it into the house and live with it. Yep. Or live through it. Um, don't invite them to say, hey, look over there in the corner. See that? That's my like undisclosed childhood trauma that I don't want to deal with. Um, so let's tiptoe around that corner and just ignore it. And maybe the pile grows it once in a while, but it's still there. No, dude, you need to process that and get the heck out of your house. And I'd uh, like to challenge <laughs> some of you just to clean your house anyway. Yeah. Even if nobody's coming over. Sure. Just let's clean. be a healthy person, man. I mean, clean up your nasty. Because some of you, I mean, I'll be real. Some people don't care. There are, there are houses that I have walked into. Are you talking literal house now? Literally. Not using the alliter- yeah, alliteration. No. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Where this is, this is no analogy at all that I walk into that I want to turn around and walk out of because you don't want to breathe. Have you, as an insurance agent, ever had to go to somebody's house? No, I've had the pleasure of not having to do that. Well, I've done it once. Oh my gosh. And it was very pleasant. I've had to go into some really disgusting places. Yeah. It smells like food, but there's no food cooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah and it's just, it's, <laughs> in, in my mind, it's that if you have a, a home that's not full of clutter, your mind is at peace. Well, you're not, yeah. You don't have to avoid, I mean, like there's, it's more settling, right? Yeah. So yeah. what would, like for me, if I get off of work, I like to have my home straightened out. It doesn't have to be perfect. We don't care. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have kids, I get it. Perfect doesn't Especially happen. when you got young ones, their, their house yeah. can be messy a lot. And it you're going to have to clean your house to clean your house. But, but you can have it, you can have stuff around without it being cluttered. Sure. Right. So even if things are straightened out, they have to have their place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of how I was when, when my kids were younger and it was like, okay, I can handle the disarray. I can handle whatever, but now, um, I just need it to be straightened a little bit so I can feel like yeah. everything's all right. So I got two little things to kind of add to that too. Good. These are little life hints that dudes and ladies need to know. Okay. This one is aimed at the guys, right? This is from my sisters that are like, they'll probably listen to me like, oh, heck yeah, preach. Clean your freaking shower. Yep. Yeah, seriously. Like, clean your shower. Girls notice that. Like, they will literally, if they go into your bathroom, they will look in your shower. I guarantee you. Girls, I'm calling you because I've actually, I know. Like, I've just, I've heard you talk amongst yourselves. Or even like, oh, your shower is really clean. I've had somebody mention that. I'm like, you looked in my shower? I'm like, yeah, I do it all the time. Weird. I'm like, weird, but okay. Yeah. 
So, okay. So, okay. but when you clean the shower, gentlemen, there is a top row where the shower wall ends. Get all the little fuzzies up there. Yep. I don't know why they look, but the girls are looking up there at the yep. fuzzies. Or where your uh, like shampoo and soap and stuff is. Get the soaps come off. Yeah, just rinse it off every yeah, once in a while. You know, let me take care of that. Especially so if you've got a, sh- a tub surround. Get yourself one of those little squeegees. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to clean a shower. It's really not. All right, this one's from the fellas to the girls. Okay. Clean your freaking bathroom sink. And your car. And your car. Oh, dude. Okay, those two. There's two right there. And your car. Clean your bathroom. I'm talking like makeup, everything. Like, dude, it. Yeah. It's not like to me, I'm like, dude, that, that's kind of. Isn't that weird that like as yeah. a dude. So my, my sink, my sink down here, um, it had like paint splats in it, right? So it's not perfect. It sure. kind of drives me insane. But typically it's taken care of unless my boys have brushed their teeth and there's like freaking. Your kid spits on the mirror. Like, it, <laughs> like I don't know how it gets up there, but it's up there. <laughs> how is it that you can put toothpaste on the, on the toothbrush? And it looks like none of it made it into your mouth. It's like a big yeah. blob. And it just drives me. Bonkers. It's like literally like you brush your teeth. And when you're done, you start flicking it at your mirror. Yeah. That's what my mirror looks like in my bathroom. The yep. kid brushes teeth in. I don't know how it happens, but it does. For me, when I trim my, my, I have a standard of, of beard stash that mm-hmm. I have. Right. When it gets so long that it catches in my phone that has no buttons. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me bonkers. So then I got to trim it and you know, I get little beard sprinkles and I, I wipe them down. Right. Mine's between a one and a half and a three. Mine, mine's like a one and lower. Okay. It's okay. I like a little bit of length. Yeah. I'm like, I think it just fits me better. If I'm I like have that, it shorter, I look like I'm tall. That's supernatural scruff yeah. is what I like. I shave my face. I did it once like three years ago. Dude, you Dude, gotta I turn look, back time sometimes. It like I was eight. <laughs> you just shaved off a couple of years there. <laughs> oh huh? my gosh, it was bad. <laughs> I was like, this can't grow fast enough. Yeah. I, uh, I was actually ashamed to like leave the house where I was like, no, it's so weird. That's amazing. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I, facial hair helps me. I'll put it that as, way. As a guy, we understand that there are times when, when things, you know, get messy and that happens, right? Yeah. But like for dudes, our kitchen sinks or our, our sinks are typically taken care of for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're not gross. Our showers aren't amazing because, you no. know, we're guys and we, we don't, don't think about it a whole lot. We don't think about it. But our cars, why is it girls' cars are trash? I don't know. They're, they're so bad. So like, bad. <laughs> Sometimes they're terrible. Women, do you live in your vehicle? All right. There, I mean, there's, you can find ever. I mean, nothing is grosser than a high school girl's car. I would equate it to a high school boy's locker or gym bag, gym locker. There you go. It's really Ugh. weird. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to, I can't figure it yeah, out. Yeah, like so. a French fry underneath, like a whole bag of French fries under the seat yep. that's been there for like six months. Okay. So let me think, think it through. My truck right now has my gym bag. Yeah. Because it's got to stay there. That's where I leave it, right? And yeah. it, it's not like I have gym clothes in there. I change before I go to the gym. Yeah. So it's like, um, it, it's got my uh, my Shower gym kit. bagels. Okay. I eat a bagel. I'm at the gym. Don't ask. I just do it. People get pissed off. Sometimes it's some candy. <laughs> but no, I totally. It's, it's great. like a Big Mac. And you're like, like, uh, like sucker. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny though. So I've got that. I've got my gallon, my gallon jug because I like to have a gallon of water because I want to be able to drink as much as I feel like it. Um, and you know, like different wrist straps, other stuff, right? Yeah. Belt, all, everything. So if I'm going to work out, it's there. That's in my truck. And that's basically it. I've got like, maybe I've, I think I've got a plate on the floor for shooting. Sure. Um, and that's in my truck. That's it. Right. That's, that's all that's there. Yeah. I've got like a car seat. Yeah. Um, and then in my car, I honestly can't think of anything 
that is mine's my mobile office. If you work seat. out of the house a lot, I've got like work yeah. stuff in there. So like I've got business cards and I've got some paper in there. Um, I try to clean it like at least once a week. I'll mm-hmm. actually stop and like empty my car out except for what I actually yeah. leave in there. Um, but when you have a kid that's in a car seat still, I mean, you've got entertainment items, you've got some snacks in there. Like, I mean, pick up the kid from school. That's required. Yeah. yeah it's kind of required. Mm-hmm. Otherwise yeah. you got an angry kid and angry kid in the car. No fun. No, it's not um, fun at all. But yeah, no, I mean like when I, the weekends I don't have my son here, like, yeah, I'll clean my cars out and I'll get it nice and tidy. I'll, I mean, I, Another thing you pay up for, right? We talked about coffee. Yep. Car washes. So I, I stopped. I, I don't mind doing washes. it myself. I don't mind doing it myself, but I pay for the Metro Pass. I I paid for it until I saw the swirls in my car. No. So what we'll do, I mean, this summer, I will let you use my buffing stuff and all my everything and we'll do your car once. You'll never go back. I ceramic wax. I was ceramic wax. It's okay. My car once every, like, yeah. Oh, dude, no. Yeah. I, I have, I have all of it. Like nice. I have all of it all. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, dude stuff now. My, my um. neighbors actually will, will walk by and be like, you guys really take care of your cars. Yeah. We really. My poor forerunner. Yeah. I mean, well, you saw my garage when you walked in. Yeah. yeah. There's two it. nice vehicles in there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we really enjoy taking care of our cars. Yeah. No, I keep it clean. I always like, you know, tire shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of what you do. Um, when you no, we have to do that, with, but you have to do it with yourself too, though. You know, also, yeah, it's that we suck at that. <laughs> like, we can take care of a car, keep it crystal clear, like pristine and nice, but like sometimes with our own life, it's like, Bleh. all right, and I'll just deal with it. Yeah, I don't understand it. We treat our car, our treat ourselves like a sixteen-year-old girl treats her car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you love something, you take care of it. Yeah, and I think that's part of the issue. We've talked about it that people don't love themselves yet. You're a Ferrari, buddy. Treat yourself like one. Get that premium. And I got to put the 96 octane in there. Yeah. Non-ethanol. Don't gum up your inner workings. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's a great analogy to think of, but yeah, you got to really look at yourself like you're valuable. And what, what do you do to things that are valuable to you? And I guess when you, when you discuss this, maybe we should make this um, another episode though, is that when you discuss what, what is value to you, right? So we talk about don't gum up your body. Don't, don't do whatever. What really, what do we do that, that adds value to ourselves? And this is going to be a physical thing. Yeah. It's going to be a mental thing. It's like, it's like as a man, for me, do you, both of us, we like the gym, right? Mm-hmm. We like making our own food. Yep. So to those, those two things are valuable to us physically. Right. I love going to the gym. I love eating my own food. I love eating cookies too, but I don't go crazy. Well, don't, don't bring me cookies and I'll go crazy. Yeah. I'll have one cookie or whatever. Right. And it's all good. And that's a physical aspect. But then we've got to think about the mental aspect. Am I clouding my mind with um, pornography? Am I clouding my mind with angry thoughts? Am I clouding my mind with stuff that doesn't add value to who I am or my mental state? Your like negativity. Yeah. Right. And there was a great quote that I worked with a coach and he would always say, and I, it's probably a Bible verse, probably in Proverbs. Hold on. Don't get me wrong though. I like naked things, but <laughs> right I'm, I, I'm not staring at pornos all day long. So <laughs> that's, that's what I want to let you guys know. Yeah, yeah. We're dudes. Oh, no, we understand it. <laughs> Sorry. And I know your pastor's no, listening. As, I apologize. No, as a man thinks, so he is. Mm. I like it. I really like it. But it's so, absolutely true. But yeah. So like, h- how do we think of ourselves? You just think of yourself as a drone that your only values at work every day. Like you have a like, manufacturing job. That's all I am. That's all I am, man. I'm just a paycheck. That's a, so in the sales 
in sales, we we push that a lot. Your value doesn't happen unless you're selling a lot. Yep. And that's really what it is. And so it's tough because we can really get down on ourselves um, and, and think, all I am is this. I didn't sell him worthless. But the, whatever, right? the nice thing is, like I always overcome that is my look at my retention numbers. How many people are willing to stay with me? Yeah. And that's I could value. be I could be really good at pushing a lot of numbers through. Mm-hmm. People just it's like, you know, pouring it's trying to fill up a strainer full of water. Yeah. They might come in and say, like, all right, fine, I'm really great at selling you on something, mm-hmm. but they'll just pass on through. Exactly. I mean, do we do that in our life? Like with our friends? I mean, like, are we just I got, I'm going to collect people. We're doing it with girlfriends. Oh, I'm going to collect all these ladies, but they're just passing on through. And that's a big one. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's a big one. But yeah. So, I mean, we, it, it's interesting. The CIA released a, um, like notice or whatever that, that said that there is actual energy that surrounds us. This was proven somewhere. I don't know how they proved it. And the energy changed based on your viewpoint. Okay. So the more negative you were, the more negative attraction you had to some things, right? Um, the more positive you were, the more positive things were attracted to you. And that, that makes a lot of sense because you have to think about it. If I was negative all the time, would you want to be sitting here with me doing a podcast? Oh. No. Would you even want to hang out with me? No. No. Like you'd be like, we're not doing breakfast. Uh, we'll just hang out. Right? Five minutes, whatever, right? We, it doesn't, it's something that doesn't want to happen. So when we think about work and applying it to our lives, don't put your value in your work. Put your value in you. Or your effort. Yeah. I'm here doing the job and the job isn't what defines me. What I do after my job defines me. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you have your kids, right. That's, you don't have your kids. Like, I don't know, like your time with them, right. Mm-hmm. Or for them. Yeah. So your time, your, your, your action has a purpose. And, you know, sometimes we wallow in our pain because we're not doing what we think we're, we're supposed to be or supposed to do. You know, you have to give it a purpose. Yeah. And so, you know, when I hear that, I always think back. I'm like, man, as a thin man thinks, so he is. And I'm like, man, am I thinking of myself in the way that I really am? You know, like, or am I stuck in a mindset of just negativity? If I'm thinking negative about myself, I'm going to be negative. If I'm thinking of myself positive or I'm thinking of myself where I'm an encourager or, an inf- you know, even an influencer or whatever you want to call it. You know, am I that? Am I being that consistently? And it's pretty deep. Like when you take that aspect or even like when I applied it to athletes, you know, I can think of yourself as a champion. No, it really, I mean, it's, it really is deep. When, when I was younger, I was super cocky. Sure. Super cocky. I was the best martial artist on the planet. I was the best at everything. I could sing better than anybody. Like that was my, my mindset. Right. Um, I probably was not the best at everything. Right. Sure. The crazy part though, is that the more I practiced with that mindset in martial arts, the better I became. Okay. And I would do stuff and moves that like, I didn't even think I could do. They would just happen. Mm-hmm. And I, and I ended up being pretty exceptional martial artist. I mean, I'm not going to toot my horn, but I was very, very good. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more, the better I got. It's weird because now I think about it and I go, you know what? Oh, there's probably a lot of people better than me. I'm humble now because I'm old and broken. But, you know, I think you've learned there's that too. Yeah. And am I, but it been in my mind, I go, you know, am I as good as I used to be? Yeah. And that's a good question to ask yourselves. Is it because I've, I choose to be humble too much. I don't give myself enough value in those things. Mm-hmm. 
is that is that the kind of the myth there? Should I should I be a little cocky? Can we be a little cocky? Is that okay? And I'm not saying pride. Yeah, um, that's a great point because you think about pride in a relationship, right? Like what as a man thinks, so he is in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of your roles in the, in a relationship? Say you have a girlfriend. What is your role with her or with your wife? Yeah. I mean, if there's married men listening, cause I know there are, cause I get messages from a lot. Um, you know, or as a dad, what's my, what, how do I think of myself as a dad? So I am. Yeah. So I changed my mindset, right? It's all about mindset. It's all about <clears throat> being, well, I don't want to say like positive. I think it's thrown on cause it's, but it, you have to have like that mindset of like, I've got value. And it goes back to, we talked about, I think it was like episode one or two, writing things down of who are you? Yeah. What is important to you? And you got to like dwell on that, right? You got to go operate out of that. And I think it's a good place to kind of start wrapping up, wrapping down in. But um, so when we bring that aspect into relationships, like what are we? And that's a great question to ask yourself and, and men and women, like, what am I? What is, what is my role supposed to be? Mm-hmm. What am I actually doing? And check yourself. Yeah. I mean, ask your spouse or your significant other or yourself or a best friend or whatever. Like if you're single, you know, ask your people around you. Yeah. What am I? What do you, how do you see me? Ask your kids. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Ask your kids. That's important. Dad, advocacy, right? I mean, dad, yeah. yeah. Ask your kid. How do you see me? Or what, what makes you know that I love you? Oh yeah. How do you know that I love you? How would you know? And, and the thing is, kids are great because they're resilient. If they might say, oh, it's because you work hard. That's awesome. But how about because you spend a lot of time with me? Well, I mean, go, or, I mean, think working hard's good too. Don't get me wrong. But, go three deep at least. Yeah. Get three things. What, that, what makes you think, how do I show you I love you? And the kid goes, because you this. And you go, okay, is there anything else? Because of this, is there anything else? Yeah. Make them... Make them think. And look beyond the general statement because sometimes kids will give you like, oh, because you cook dinner. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? What does dinner really look like? It's care, right? You care. Mm-hmm. He, lo- he knows you love him because he sees you caring for his need. Well, and that's where you want to go three steps deep. Yeah. Oh, you made me dinner. And the next one is, oh, because you, you, you clean up the house. Well, now you're like, you're directly inferring to one of the love languages for your child because the child goes, your acts of service to me are yeah. you showing love, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big look one. behind what they actually say yeah. and look deeper. And I, I encourage you guys uh, and gals that are listening to ask your kids out this week. Oh, I mean, sir, it, it is one of the greatest things you can do. And as a parent, you'll feel so good. Yeah, seriously. After you find out what it is yeah. and just keep doing those things. When they say it's this, break it down to what those are yeah. and then do a little bit more and see what happens. I love today's episode because it is incredibly random. Like my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so. <laughs> I'm but so there were some great topics. There were some great topics in today's episode. Hey guys. Also, I mean, remember that we are here as this is our therapy. Yeah. Right? It's a conversation. And it really is. Yeah. And we're, we're having fun. Um, I might cry again someday. Ryan might cry one of these days. Yeah. We have a lot more to tell, a lot uh, more to expose ourselves yeah. to. Oh boy. Um, but really we're here for you also. I mean, give us ideas. Yeah. If you have concerns or questions, we respond. Hey, if you on, want to be on, on the show, Facebook. if you want to come on the show, get a hold of us. I mean, I know that we've gotten a couple of people that have reached out and we've reached out to that got some amazing stories. I mean, we, we, we talked about Dustin and he's got a um, six year old nonverbal Down syndrome daughter. Mm-hmm. We've got your buddy who is the 
recovering recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Um, Trent is Trent one of them also. Yeah, Trent's the mental health we stuff. And, Trent with mental health. Um, yeah. I've got a few friends, honestly, that you know, um, who had children that were preemies, super preemies, right? That are on that edge. That are single moms. I've got friends that. Yeah, we got moms we want to bring on the show too. I've got I've got friends whose mothers were so narcissistic that's all their mother could see was them. So there is a friend that this. will come on the show that dealt with a mom that is very similar to what I dealt with with my ex. Oh wow! And so um, she's one of my best friends now, which is awesome. But uh, a, a different perspective from it because she was raised okay. by her dad. So like, I want to hear about oh, cool, her dad. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He's, he's passed away since, which is really sad, mm-hmm. but some great, great stories about, you know, a dad that, that rallied the troops and, uh, he was also serviceman. Cool. And, uh, so there's some great stuff there. Well, I mean, we also but, want to have our parents on. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's be real, right? Who if knows we us get, better. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. who, who <laughs> does know us better? Um, I mean, my mom, she will come on unfiltered. I'm, she's, a, she's, I'm all for it. She's I a, am all on board with she that. She is a godly woman, but she's real. And she'll be yeah. like, bleh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no filter of, this is his father. This, this is part of what I think is doing this yeah. and whatever. I mean, those are conversations that yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, when I think about that, do I want to be on the other side of the mic with that? Yeah. I want to bring in just good dads. Yeah. You know, I mean, we want to, I want to bring your dad on for sure. You know? Yeah. And it's funny. He's like, I tried to tell humble him to tell him to come on too. He's like, ah, I don't need to be on there. And I'm like, no, I want you to. I, I want him on here. Yeah. And maybe I'll have to reach out to him. Message yeah, him. totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have Shane come on too. We'll Shane's, Shane's story is freaking awesome and it's just getting better. So, and you know, it's fun yeah. because like, so Shane, he's not somebody that I know personally and you know him personally. Yeah. But the more I get to watch his life um, on Facebook, the more I totally feel for the guy because Recently, his, his kids got into wrestling, his boys. They've been in, he's a wrestling family. I mean, like they've yeah. been in it for a while, but his youngest ones are now finally like embracing it too. And so he, he goes out and he buys mats and puts yeah. them in his basement. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. That's, that's awesome. That's, I did that when I was teaching martial arts. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna, yep. I'm gonna put mats everywhere I can. Yeah. He, and Shane's the wrestling coach too. And that's how I got to know him. Oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, that's why he's part of that movie. He was, it, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so, but it was like to kind of give you the backstory and history and I'll, post actually the original episode of his podcast that I was on. I'll put yeah, it on our face. It. I'll put it on our Facebook page. Um, I'll put the video in there. Great. And, let's, yeah, and let's, he, he's a rock star. So, so we, we say Shane, but it's Dr. Shane, Dr. Shane. Needham. Needham. Yes. He has that. Hood. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a, uh, <laughs> biochemical. Nuclear weapons engineer. Like I don't know. Yeah. But Shane's he's awesome. smart off the scale. Intelligent. Bodybuilder. Um, yep. Dude, he's in like Olin's multiple weight or he, uh, weight class records in the state of Idaho. He's in better shape than most 20 year olds. Uh, dude, he would run circles around majority of guys. Yeah. At, and he's just turned 50. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, so, well, like, I mean, we could talk yeah. about his go juice. I mean, like, and go juice by mentally, how does this never guy be do outworked? Everything? Man. Yeah. He's got, he's got a mentality of never being outworked. And so, it's amazing. Um, definitely somebody that worth, we'll have on our show too. And I actually yeah. talked to him last week and he wants to come on. Um, but we're going to have our next episode of Valentine's Day. It's going to be. As we've got some really good notes for that, actually. We're, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, and we'll do a, f- a couple of Facebook Live episodes, I think, eventually, too. So, we'll get the camera out now that we've got our own uh, setting. So, yeah. it'll we've be been. fun. But uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us again this week. 
And uh, like I said, if you've got any questions, anything you want to put in the comments section on our Facebook page or on Instagram, it's dadadvocacy.podcast um, on both platforms. You can reach out. We're being more active. Interact with us, dude. We love it. Um, yeah. Share our page, share our story. Uh, if it's something that's affecting you, let us know. Like, I mean, we want to hear the, the good and the bad. If there's something that you want to call us out on. Do it. It's do, totally do okay. It. Yeah, we're totally open to it. Remember, don't forget to like, um, give us five stars, do all that fun stuff, whatever it takes. Because we really, uh, we really were doing this because we, everyone has a story. Yeah. And Ryan and I aren't here to make money. I mean, honestly, we advertised Ryan. Yeah. Advertise if you want to advertise, let us know if you like yeah. what we do and you want to support us. Cause it does take a little bit of money to do this. Obviously okay. took um, a little money to set all this up. <laughs> yeah. So to let us recoup some of our charges, if you want to, um, want to help out, whatever. Yeah. Throw us a bone. And, and if you want to have your business involved in supporting what we do, uh, we'll, we'll plug you like crazy. So yeah. we just, we're, we're here for you guys though. And that's, that's whole thing. So absolutely. Um, until next time, this is uh, Dadvocacy. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>